Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. Uh, these stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. 
She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Communism. Fascism. Let me ask you something. Have you heard a leftist here in America call someone a fascist? Chris Chris just nodded his head almost off his shoulders. I'm sure you have, haven't you? If you have spent two seconds in right-wing politics, you have heard the term fascist, fascism. He's a fascist. Donald Trump's a fascist. Fascist. You can't do that, fascist. Stop doing that, fascist. Why do you think that is? Oh, it's about to get uncomfortable today. Why do you think the common accusation from leftists is fascist? I'm about to tell you why that is. But first, let us rewind a little bit. Let us go down to a place you almost undoubtedly do not care about unless you're from there or your family's from there. And this is a place called Paraguay. You've heard of Paraguay. You probably, I would guess 95% of you could not locate Paraguay on a map. I will simplify it for you because almost everybody can picture this. Everyone knows Brazil. Everyone can do Brazil. It's that gigantic fat country on the east side of South America. Looks like it takes up the whole daggone thing. Well, Brazil's southeastern, southwestern corner, landlocked, no ocean, which also hurts it. It's called Paraguay. If Brazil was a human being looking west, Paraguay would be its belly button. And throughout history, it's been about that significant. Now, that is not ripping on Paraguay at all. Not that I would have any trouble ripping on Paraguay. As you know, I'm I'm a horribly offensive person and always will be. But Paraguay can only be what it is. It's one of those countries, and I'm going to have Paraguayan people furious about this, it's one of those countries maybe shouldn't have been a country. You see, remember, South America, when South America was colonized by the Spanish, 
and the Portuguese. South America, just like every other part of the world, North America, Africa, Australia, all over, had indigenous people there. There were tribes, the Indians, South America had their own Indians all over the place. And the Spanish and the Portuguese spent their time colonizing the place, sometimes violently, sometimes not. I don't have to explain to you how colonization goes. Remember, I'm not one of these anti-colonization people. I'm not one of these pro-colonization people. It's just one of those things. It's the history of the world. Today in this touchy-feely society, when everything white Europeans did is evil and everything anybody with, with color in their skin did was saintly and right, of course, colonization has to constantly be painted as the greatest evil in the history of man. Come on. Obviously, there were parts of it are awful. Different countries did it in different ways. But nobody ever talks about how those countries, the places where it's been done, oftentimes now have a standard of living in 2020 that they never would have dreamt of before that. Sorry about the running water in modern medicine. But I realize there are several, there are ugly parts of it, too. Just be careful when, you, when you're listening or watching to a documentary. These Everything colonization-wise will be, that is evil, that's evil. But Paraguay, it almost wasn't really a country. Not only is it lacking an ocean border, it's really lacking any kind of a majorly significant body of water at all. And it's lacking natural resources. Paraguay is just, why? Now, that's not an insult on the people of Paraguay. I think it's cool they've actually carved a nation out of that. But historically, when you look at why nations were founded where, you can generally find reasons why beyond the history. There's a body of water here right on the border of the ocean, on the border of the sea. We have the river running through it. Okay, we don't have any of that, but we have huge mines. We have deposits of this. We have. You can find reasons for all of them. Paraguay is just kind of a blob stuck there. And that's going to come into play in our story. Now, let's fast forward. We're in the mid-1950s. And the 20th century was simply insane in South America because the story I'm about to tell you is a story I'll tell you about other countries in South America at various points. It was one of those periods of history that had coups and violence every other day. I mean, insane amounts of it. And real, you need to realize how fresh Paraguay is. We're talking about a Paraguayan war in 1860. 1860, think about our Civil War time. They lost 60% of their population. All the huge countries around them, like Brazil, Argentina, Bolivia, they're always fighting wars with each other, trying to establish this border here. I want a little bit more there. And guess what? That doesn't go well for the peanut butter and jelly in between the two big pieces of bread, which is exactly what Paraguay was. Imagine losing 60% of the population. 
Waking up tomorrow morning. What is that? This is rough. I don't know the population anymore. I don't do math. But wake up tomorrow morning and find out 180 million Americans are dead. But they keep scratching their way back. And it's hard to scratch your way back. It's hard to scratch your way back when you lack the natural resources. You simply lack the wealth to do so. So when I say something bad happened in 1860 and then I fast forward to the mid-1900s, you need to get out of your mind, wow, that's a long period of time. No, it's a long period of time for America when you have infrastructure and resources and you just – you're. You, all you know, all I know is drowning in wealth. Other countries, you need help. You need help or it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of time to get back. And in the 1900s, here's what happens when you're dealing with these struggling nations. People are poor. People are poor. People still have pride about who they are, where they live, but they're poor. They're desperate. You have some kind of a military, and we've had this discussion before on the show. We will have it a thousand times again. Military coups are the norm throughout history because you're in a country. The country's poor. The people aren't happy. The government isn't stable and it's not difficult to find a general, a man of some kind who looks at the state of his country and then looks behind him at the most powerful military force in that country and says to himself, what's going to stop me? And some of these guys, to their credit, you know I don't like to historically judge people. Not too often anyway. Some of these guys, to their credit, are trying to do good. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. They have really been a real bailout for me with my knee. I know that sounds ridiculous, but with my knee, it's been a huge help. This CBD stuff, it really, really works. It's extremely effective. And Doctors Trusted CBD, what I love most about it, one, they've been doing natural health care since 1999. They didn't just show up to this party yesterday. I love that. Two, they test it. They're testing this CBD. They sell the Be Best Organics full-spectrum CBD. You know they run a test on every batch? Every batch. It's not once a year. Every batch gets tested to make sure you always get the highest quality. That's awesome. Go to DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. That's DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That actually gets you 10% off your order. Jesse Kelly.
some guys, and I'm not talking about our guy today necessarily, although you don't know. You don't know people's motivations. When we talk about military coups, they're always, and this this bothers me. It does bother me because I think it lacks perspective. Whenever we talk about a military coup, a general taking over, one, we act like it's the most it's the most tyrannical thing in the world. Buddy, feel awfully blessed you've never experienced one here in America because the history of the world says it's common. One. Two, we act as if the person pulling off the coup is always some evil monster. And listen to me, no question, sometimes they're evil monsters. Sometimes they start out good and end up being evil monsters. Sometimes they were evil monsters from the start. But you're an American. You've never experienced this. What if you were from Paraguay in the 1950s and your country has a coup every other week? Over 30 leaders in 50 years. Did you hear me? Picture you having so many coups, you have 30 leaders in 50 years. Now, are you still a bad guy? If you're that general with the army behind you and you say to yourself, I could probably lead this better than everyone else. Let me try and take over. I don't know that you are. I think that is an awfully privileged way to look at history. Now, to our guy. His name is Alfredo Stroessner. Alfredo Stroessner was just a regular military cadet in Paraguay in 1932. He is an odd duck, and this happens with so many of these dictators. They spend so much time once they take over one day wiping records, doing this and that. You can't tell what's real and what's not real from their childhood. Very much a working class guy. We do know that. He was in the military at the age of 16. We do know that. And he doesn't appear to be a remarkable military man, yet he rises really fast. There's some kind of charisma there. And as he rises through the ranks, he begins to gain power and gain power, starts to organize his first coup. This is, again, not abnormal. Not to defend the man, turns out to be a bit of a rough dude, but not abnormal. He attempts a coup... Boom. Fails. Manages, however, to escape to Brazil and hide out for a while. Now let's pause on all this South America stuff here for a moment and allow us to go to America. Post-World War II. America, it's not as if everybody was always naive to this. But America was really getting a full blast to the face on just how bad Stalin was, just how bad the Soviet Union was, and just how aggressive communism was. And Stalin was 
adamant about this. And you should know, there was actually some bickering within the Communist Party of the Soviet Union on how aggressive they should be with it as far as pushing other nations for it. Some guys were like, well, why don't we just be communists? And many guys were like, no, 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 no. Everyone needs to be communist. They viewed it as a worldwide and still view it as a worldwide revolution. And it's easy to mock American foreign policy and point out all the failures now. And look, I'm a non-interventionist guy, so I have a blast pointing out American foreign policy failures where we stuck our nose in something and it didn't work out. But here's the thing. I'm not necessarily 100% right there. 2020 is hindsight. It's easy today in 2020 to look back on something like Vietnam and talk about what idiots we were and what a scumbag LBJ was. No, he was a scumbag, but that was stupid and unjust and everything else. Well, back then we were very, very, very worried very worried about communism spreading across the globe. We were so worried we fought a war in Korea over it. We fought a war in in Vietnam over it. That was just what we did. And we didn't know how far it would spread. And we certainly didn't know that it was already here and growing internally. And that was America's foreign policy. Communism is spreading. We're scared to death of its spread. We have to stop it. And it went beyond that. It was much more than Korea and China and and Vietnam. And we're worried about this spread and that spread. It went way beyond that. We were worried about our very own borders. We were worried about South America and understandably so. Because remember what we just got done talking about. South America at this point in time was a new military coup every week. And the communists were very, very aggressive in South America. We were already dealing with commie revolutions. Cuba ring any bells? Bolivia? Not only were we worried about the communists, we had every right to be as far as South America becoming a communist haven in these various places. The American foreign policy was stop communism. Period. We don't really want to support this bad guy or that bad guy, but is he stopping communism or is he not stopping communism? Again, it's easy from our comfy chairs here in 2020 to look at some of these things we're going to talk about today and mock America. I one one podcast I listened to when I was prepping for this show. It's just, it was so mind-numbing, I almost turned it off, but I kept it on trying to pick up a little fact here, a little fact there, just dumping all over us the whole time. America's stupid. America's dumb. This was evil. How could we support this? Brother, communism is the highest of evils. Communism is the ultimate in atheism. It's the ultimate in murder. Communism is the most evil thing on this planet. A hundred million plus dead people in the 20th century alone because of communism. Communism is evil. Evil. 
And to our credit back then, not so much today, but to our credit back then, we knew it. We were trying to stop it. And we dang sure wanted to make sure it didn't come here. Now, let's go back down to Paraguay. Let's go back down to our boy Alfredo Stroessner in exile in Brazil. This happens a lot when it comes to coups and failed coups. And I I, I always find this part, and I know it's a minor detail, I find this part fascinating. Before I forget, it is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We are going to have so much fun today because your questions are absurdly good. Absurdly good. And you can call during the show, 877-377-4373. You're welcome to call now. 877-377-4373. You can also email during the show. We get them during the show and print them off. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Hang on. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. (gasps) Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or my karaoke anime Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. So, I've always found these coups and failed coups and ousted leaders fascinating when they go to a country next door and just hang out. And this is a minor detail in the story, and I'm going to move past it pretty quickly here because I do want to wrap up our story. We have so many questions. I only booked one guest for today. It's just going to be a fun fun show. So, I'm going to move past this. I'm trying not to dwell on this, but... What was Alfredo doing in Brazil? The only thing you can really get is he escaped to Brazil after the failed coup. Well, was he a bum begging on the street corner? Was he he luxuriating in a mansion somewhere? Was he squatting? Was he on the beach? Was he a surf instructor? I want to know what he was doing, and they never talk about what they were doing. And this is going to come into play again later. What did he do? How long? What did he do? But he comes back. He comes back 
does another coup and becomes president. He becomes the head of Paraguay. Now, at this point, the United States of America, they're interested in Alfredo, interested in possibly being friends with this guy, but they're holding off for a couple different reasons. The main reason is, again, 30 leaders in 50 years. Why would we wrap our arms around a guy who's just going to be gone in another two days? So, I mean, let's look. Hey, Alfredo, congrats on winning. Congrats on the coup. Happy for you. So they're holding him at arm's length there. And there are already rumors beyond the coup, which those are very, very rarely nonviolent. There are already rumors that Alfredo is consolidating his power. Making sure he's on a bit of a solid footing. Making sure the opposition isn't going to be too bothersome. Now, I don't want to act like we're some moral moral giant when it comes to these things. But we do have in America a, a real Christian founding of the nation. And that has always, to our credit bled through our DNA, and we we can get to this point where we're not really comfortable. I mean, yeah, he's killing some people. Okay, that's kind of too many people. You really shouldn't probably, eh, prob- maybe don't do that. Ooh, that's too much. And then he says he's going to have an election. Look, I don't want to be a dictator here. I'm going to have an election. He has, he has an election. And I'm telling you what, his campaign ads must have been fantastic, Chris, because he got 98% of the vote. (laughs) Alfredo was a dynamite campaigner, everyone. No corruption there at all. (laughs) 98% of the vote. Okay, so now we're very concerned. We're very concerned about the killings. We're very concerned about the 98% of the vote thing. And international foreign relations are funny. Your reputation's on the line if you're the United States of America and you acknowledge this government as legitimate. So there's always you wonder why the, to this day you'll see these weird pushes of I want you to I want you to pass a bill through Congress about the uh, about the Turkish genocide of the Armenians. I've had people ask me before that's a hundred years ago now. What what why do we care? The United States of America is so powerful, such a major country that we can give or take away legitimacy from people. When you give legitimacy to somebody, you're the United States of America, and you you say, hey, Paraguay, this Alfredo Stroessner is legit. He is a legit dude, elected democratically, I might add. What you're doing is you're giving other nations permission to then start trading and start relationships with them because, well, hey, I mean, America said they're fine. And it works the opposite way, too. When you say this is a tyrannical regime, this is illegitimate, you make other nations hesitant to trade with them. You can really, when you're powerful enough, like we are, you can really hurt or really help somebody. A lot. 
and we're not sure what to make of this guy. He did have one thing we really, really loved, though. He hated commies. And I mean hated commies. And this is a point in time, remember, we're very worried about communism. And there are coup attempts all over the place after he takes power, but he takes it and simply holds it better than the other guys do. He fights off the coups, and the coups start to die down a little bit. But here's the thing. He's fighting off coups. He's fighting off commies, and the coups are starting to die down. But the coups are starting to die down because Alfredo is taking some very direct steps to make sure there's not another commie uprising in his in his country. We like that he's fighting off commies. We don't like that he's killing people. And he went all in, I mean, full-out dictator at this point. His party was called the Colorado Party. I know that's confusing, so that's going to be the last time I say it. But his party's called called the Colorado Party. And it was one of those things where all the state employees, if you wanted a job with the state, you had to become a member of the Colorado Party. You know how this works, right? Oh, you want free medical care? Let me see your party card. Which party are you with? They designed a system. Have you heard that word before? They designed a system funneling every part of Paraguayan society into one party. And he does the thing that virtually every other dictator does. He starts what? He starts an internal state police force. Well, we have to investigate these crimes, right? And he continually is hiding behind. I mean, you guys just stop me if any of this starts to sound familiar. He continually declares a state of siege in Paraguay. What it does, what this state of siege does, not that we would ever do something like that here, but this state of siege does, it allows him to violate everybody's civil liberties. It's so the country can get through this period of turmoil. You see, there's danger out there, COVID. There's danger out there. So look, this is obviously not what I want to do, but we are in such a dangerous position. I have to declare yet another state of siege. Sorry. That's detaining people indefinitely without trial. Oh, oh, you wanted to have a protest? Oh, no, no, no. No, those those are not allowed. What's crazy about the state of siege? Get this. In Paraguayan law, it had to be renewed every 90 days. It's just a temporary thing, right? And he renewed it every 90 days for 30 years. It's just a state of siege. Look, everybody, tell me if you've heard this before. If we don't give up these civil liberties, everyone's going to die. You don't want everyone to die, do you? Be a patriot and give up your civil liberties. Hey, this sounded familiar yet?
This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Like a stain on your brain, you can't get out. You have to have a car shield auto protection plan. You just do. And <laughs> I didn't make up that story about the wreck. Guess what? I need it now more than ever. And here's the thing. I'm guilty of doing what you do. I put things off, especially things you don't feel like you need right now. I know what you're thinking. Well, I'm not going to get in a wreck. Because who, th- who plans on getting in a wreck? Well, uh, nothing's going to go wrong. My car is not going to break down because who plans for that? Something always goes wrong. Always goes wrong. And once it happens, it's too late. Once you're in that wreck in the parking lot, it's too late. Go to CarShield now and get your auto protection plan. Go to carshield.com. That's carshield.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That'll save you 10%. Carshield.com. Jesse Kelly. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. the election was probably rigged and some people have had to die, but he's killing commies. Eisenhower at this point in time, who is president of the United States, is well aware of how aggressive Stalin's being around the world, says, hey, Paraguay, what do you need? Well, what Paraguay needs now and forever is money. Again, no ocean, no major body of water, and no real great natural resources. It's just it's just kind of crap. And I would insult the people there if I felt like I should. That is actually no insult. I've met some people from Paraguay before. The people, the culture's great. The natural resources just aren't there. They're just not there. You can't, it's not their fault. You can't invent them. And what's amazing is so many of these places that don't have natural resources, they have something else they can sell you. It's just whether they embrace it right or not. There are tons of countries in the world that don't really have the resources and don't really have this, don't really have that, but they have some beautiful beach. Guess what, baby? We're a tourism destination. And they will engineer their entire economy around it. Mexico, Mexico has natural resources. But with the exception of drugs and energy... Tourism is number is is I, I actually think it's officially their number two industry, but I actually wasn't trying to joke. I think drugs are number two and tourism's number three, but Mexico just embraced it. Okay, uh, we may be lacking this, we may be lacking that. Guess what we do have? Pretty much the most beautiful beaches in the world. We got some good beer, pretty women, fun times, fun music. Come on down to Mexico, fish for some marlin, sit on the beach, bring the old lady down, have a margarita. It's fun, right? Embrace what you have. It's hard. I, if it sounds like I feel bad for Paraguay's because I do, what are they supposed to do? Obviously, they need money. Eisenhower strokes them a $50 million check. You know how much money that is in 1950, especially for a country like Paraguay? I bet you $50 million is a lot for Paraguay today. Eisenhower, 50 mil. Here you go. 
JFK gets in. JFK, a bit more sensitive to the human rights stuff. He gets in, and he doesn't like it. He doesn't like Alfredo Stroessner. He doesn't like these human rights violations. He doesn't like it at all. This stuff's got to stop. But you and I do this too, so I'm not going to dump on JFK. You can only prioritize so many things, and sometimes you take your firm stance, I will not do this ever, and you have to set it aside for bigger things. I've done this in my own life. I'm not going to name the airline. There was an airline out there that took this absurd social justice warrior stance. I'm not even going to tell you when this is, and it wasn't recently, so don't bother looking took this absurd social justice warrior stance, and I'm trying as hard as I can to stop funding the people who hate me. And I said, that's it. I'm never flying there again. I'm done giving them my business. I'm done funding the people who hate me. And virtually the next day, I think it was two or three days later, this incredible business opportunity, it wasn't a job offer, but a business opportunity arose, and I had to get there quickly, and guess which one was the only airline that had the flights I needed to get me there? I'm as big a hypocrite as anyone else. I try, but it was, I'm never flying them again. I will fight for America. Uh, I mean, one one trip's not going to hurt. Didn't feel good about it, but we set things aside. John F. Kennedy gets into office. I don't like this Alfredo Stroessner. These human rights things, this voting, this stuff has got to stop. What? There are nuclear missiles in Cuba? Soviets more aggressive than ever? Potential nuclear war? Uh Uh-oh, Alfredo, you're still killing commies, right? Okay, well, don't worry. We'll worry about that human rights stuff later. Doesn't like it. Kind of moves right along. Now, John F. Kennedy dies, LBJ steps in. LBJ steps in, not really as concerned about the human rights stuff as JFK was, and ends up, we end up sending some troops, I'm not going to go into this, we end up sending some troops into the Dominican Republic. Again, we're real aggressive at this point in time to stop the spread of communism. And in maybe one of the all-time respect-the-hustle moves, Alfredo Stroessner sends 200 useless Paraguayan troops to the Dominican Republic to back his American friends. They show up. They're not even well-trained or well-equipped. They don't leave the base, never never hear a shot fired in anger, But in LBJ's mind, Alfredo Stroessner stood with America in our time of need. Yeah, we really needed him to put down the Dominican Republic. (laughs) But, so again, what is that? We're on president number three, Alfredo Stroessner. Guy's doing all right for himself. Those American checks are still coming in. And he ain't done yet. Wake up and text. 
text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. LBJ's gone, and now, now we're dealing with Richard Nixon. I realize I fast forward a little bit. We're dealing with Richard Nixon here. We just kind of fast forwarded along. Richard Nixon steps in, and Richard Nixon does what, everybody? Richard Nixon begins the war on drugs, which I have to say has been hugely successful. We've been fighting that for 50 years now, and we have finally cleaned up the drug problem in America. Good for us. Richard Nixon starts the war on drugs. Now, now the war on drugs, it involved many things, but one of the things it involved was going after international drug dealers. International drug dealers. And, and it, as it turns out... Paraguay add one. Whoops. Hang on. Jesse Kelly returns next. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. When you're a country without a lot of industries, sometimes drugs pay the bills, and it was no different in Paraguay. They had a drug problem. They had a drug dealer named Ricor. Nixon wanted him. Stroessner said no. Nixon said, okay, your aid's gone then. Stroessner said, actually, you can have him. Never mind. Gave him up. Now let's get to what was happening internally. This part is going to be really, really, really gross. I'm going to make it really brief because it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday and it's a happy day 
But I want you to understand it was more than just arresting people you didn't like and killing them and torturing them. They would do things like interrogate people while forcing them to sit in a tub full of vomit and human excrement. I mean, who does, who even thinks of stuff like that? And they would, and I'm going to stop after this. I'm not going into it anymore because it's gross and it's down and we don't need this on a Friday. They would torture people by taking a cattle prod and placing the cattle prod in an area yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about and lighting it up there. And something's very odd. This will be the last I dwell on this today about much of Latin America when it comes to their different forms of, of torture. Different countries do different things. But there's a lot of male on male humiliation in that way. A lot of it. And I see it all over the place in these coups and things like that in, in South America. It's because it's mo- more of a uh, macho culture, and it, they're trying to degrade you and basically tear you apart in that way. But it was really ugly. And he finds some industry there, only there are some Indians on it called the Ache Indians. Pretty much kills them all. He's running a... Well, somebody there is running a ring of underage girls. It's, I'm not going to sugarcoat what's happening inside of Paraguay. Have you heard of a man named Joseph Mengele or Joseph Mengela? The angel of death. I'm not going into his entire story. We'll do a show on that monster. He was the doctor at Auschwitz who separated off people, oftentimes children, and performed medical experiments on them while they were alive. Maybe the most evil man who ever lived. He escaped. He escaped post-war and went to South America. There was this huge Nazi pipeline to South America where they escaped to. At one point in time, he made his way from Argentina to Paraguay because he thought the authorities were on him. He knew the Nazi hunters were all over him. He was welcomed with open arms in Paraguay, and they knew who he was. It wasn't like he snuck across the border with a fake mustache. Like I said, bad guy. Finally, Jimmy Carter joins in, and Jimmy Carter takes his human rights really, really, really seriously. Jimmy Carter actually starts to cut off Paraguay right at the time Paraguay signs a big deal with Brazil to, to build a huge dam. It brought in all kinds of money, this joint venture. This freaking Alfredo Strasner was in power more than 30 years. Could not shake this guy. Ronald Reagan takes over after Jimmy Carter. Reagan fires up the loans again because he needs Strasner to be anti-commie. Remember, Reagan was going after the commies hard. But Strasner by now is old, cannot control the men underneath him any longer. We have an American ambassador to Paraguay and the American ambassador to Paraguay and one of the all-time bonehead moves starts getting open threats against his life within Paraguay for speaking out. This is the United States of America. I do not know if we did this, but surprise, surprise, 
one of Alfredo Stroessner's best friends, a general, pulls off his own coup in the 80s, and Alfredo Stroessner loses power, leaves power, escapes to Brazil, of course, again, where he stayed again until 2006. But back to the state of siege. You see it happening all across America right now, don't you? You're hearing the rumors. You're seeing the headlines. Cases are ramping up. Cases are ramping up. And I don't know about you, Chris. uh, My watch says it's November. Seems like cold and flu season is here. People. We made a tremendous mistake as a society. I understand you probably didn't. But as a society, we made a tremendous mistake when we told these scumbags that they could take away our liberty for the sake of a virus. We told them we are scared enough that you can take away our liberty for the sake of a virus. And now they think they have that power. We've told them they have that power. Period. End of story. Leftists, people in general, do not give back power once they have it. They use it all the time. And this is my main concern. When are they going to stop? How much is it? Are we, do we have to face a full financial collapse before they stop? We have Joe Biden already out there, advisor claiming national lockdown. We made a mistake. It's not a time to feel bad about it. It is a time, though, to resolve right now. You, your family, your friends, the next time everybody in your brother tells you we're all going to die if you don't just sacrifice your liberty, you tell them go screw yourself, then I'll die. The state of siege renewed every 90 days for 30 years. You're still in year one of yours. Let's do better. All right, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, 877-377-4373, 877-377-4373, or you can email throughout the show. Chris will get them, print them off, and give them to me. Allow us to begin. Dear Dr. Shogun Jesse Kelly, the Oracle, <laughs> Gosh. imagine you are shipwrecked on an island. And rescue is never going to happen. Ooh. Now that's heavy. Rescue is never going to happen. There are 17 females and three males all about the age of 25. You are considered the alpha in the group, obviously. How do you set up a social structure that keeps everyone from killing each other? Do you assign wives? Do you make monogamy against the rules? What situations do you see being unavoidable because of human nature? Ooh, we're going to get in trouble today. One of the biggest mistakes we have made as a country because we simply can't acknowledge human nature 
doesn't make these people bad or that people bad is we have allowed women to serve with men in military units. Don't email me and say, but my daughter, but this, I don't care. I have seen it firsthand. Biology does not change. A young person of that age, well, hang on, we'll get into this. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working on the cover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her a hundred dollars. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who served honorably, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. 
For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Burna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount.